Welcome citizens, you're listening to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. Here, thinkers and doers always have a key to the city. The mayor is in, so office hours start now. Welcome back to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. It is I, the mayor, Flobo Voice, in the mayor's office, hanging with people who are doing the dang thing. And my guest is really much an advocate for a topic near and dear to my heart. Please welcome Dr. Ann Trunks to the show. So talk to us about mental, oh, sorry, male sexual health. <laughs> Thanks for being on the show today. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm honored to be here. Thank you for having me on the show. Oh, uh, always a pleasure. Like I was saying, as we record this, it's Friday afternoon. It's kind of like the end of the week. It's a lot of things are piling up. How is your practice going so far? It's going well. It's going well. Our, our mission in our practice is to connect uh, men to their partner and have satisfying uh, relationship. When I, when I see that I, I'm able to bring two people together and everybody's happy, that's why I'm here. And that's why the reason why I'm so passionate about uh, uh, doing men's sexual health. Let's take a step back of, of all the ways to express that, that passion. What made you decide to go into your own practice, go to the, the, the actual medical track to do so? What, why, what, what was the question again? Can you repeat that? So of all the ways uh, you are, you are a trained licensed physician, like what made you decide, decide to go, you know what, I'm doing the medical path to really help out other people in this situation. Oh, well, I've, I, I didn't start out at wanting to be in sexual health. I, I've always wanted to be a doctor. My grandfather was a doctor and uh, my dad didn't have the opportunity to do so. And I've always been exposed to the medical field with my grandfather. So I've always wanted to do that since I was a little girl. So you know, went to high school, college, and four after college, four years of medical school, four years of uh, training, um, and didn't really take a one-year break. Uh, and I chose to go into a, a specialty called a physical medicine and rehab, which is a pain. It's really uh, kind of an orthopedic doctor, but don't. Uh, but I don't do the surgery. Um, so I do a lot of pain management and injections and so forth. And, uh, in, uh, 2008, I started getting into stem cell therapy to help my patient with pain. And in 2014 is when I started doing more of, uh, sexual health, uh, for men, because I know that the power of using your own stem cell to help you, uh, with pain with reducing pain, like in the joints and in the muscle, it can do the same thing in the sexual organs. So it was a natural progression. And I found that I was able to go on a different level of a, being a medical doctor. You know, the medical doctor, you have somebody with their, uh, their, their, their problem, the disease, like, you know, pain in the knee, you know, when I first started out or pain in the back, but I, I didn't really sense that I was making a larger impact uh, overall. But when I started helping men uh, with their sexual health, I started seeing life being changed. Their, their wife's life were changed. They're more happy. They're, they become a different person. And that was so gratifying because it was just beyond just fixing a specific problem a man has, such as ED. But really, once you uh, help a man get over that. He's able to connect with his uh, partner uh, better, regain self-confidence, and really it is um, uh, a springboard to really taking care of himself, to general wellness, because 
uh, because if you, uh, if, if I help uh, a man improve his sexual health, I'm really helping him improve his heart health and uh, the overall longevity. Uh, and then what that transcends into is that he's able to uh, connect better with his partner and uh, that makes her feel better and they just have a better uh, intimate as well as, uh, um, you know, the physical connection together. So, mm. you know, it, it's not all about sex. It's really about uh, sharing uh, on a physical and on an emotional level. Well, excuse my uh, Backstreet Boys impression, but tell me why he, when uh, a man goes to a doctor uh, on the sexual health, side, we, we got, we're kind of nervous. We don't talk about it. Why, why, why do you think that comes? Is it like a, a, a self-inflicted stigma? Is it a scene as men are different? Why, why are we so nervous to talk about when things break down? Well, so, so, per, perhaps you can tell me more in line it because it's hard, you know, and, and you, you're, when, when you're being raised as a boy and then, you know, and, and to a man, you know, you're not, you, you know, you're kind of, there's, there's a society norm imposed upon you that, hey, you're a man, you can't share your feeling. You're supposed to be tough. You're supposed to take everything. You're supposed to be the caregiver. You're you're supposed to be, you know, the, the taker and you can handle everything. You don't complain. So men seem to internalize their feelings a lot more than women. Uh, women, uh, it's easier for women to connect with another girlfriend or another person to talk about her feelings. But for for, uh, for men, you seem to kind of internalize it, and you definitely don't want to share your 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 um, um, weakness or you know with your guy friend or another woman. So it's really more a societal expectation and the ways that you deal and just the expression of, of a man being able to express, hey, I have a problem. Oftentimes, it, it is a private problem. Uh, yeah. So the first thing he does is that he can try to go on the internet, try to solve it himself or, you know, maybe, and, um, and, but what that, that is where my passion come from because I feel there's a lot of misinformation on the internet. Yes. Uh, and, uh, it, it's a lot of misinformation, a lot of, you know, so-called experts that really are not at boots on the ground like we are we're doctors that are taking care of men and we we're we're, we're treating the problem we're we have boots on the ground we know what they go through we we know what they're thinking and we know what's needed to reverse uh ed and uh so our our purpose is to get the right information and in, and the treatment that uh, scientifically work as well as saving men uh, money and hardship in trying to trying to discover, try to find a solution on his own. And then he goes down some type of, you know, pathway that lead him to something that doesn't work. Uh, most of the time when the men come and see it, they try at least four different things that didn't work. Right. Uh, you know, like Viagra, like Cialis or, or some, uh, some, uh, supplement supposed to increase their libido and, uh, some gadgets approach to, you know, make them, you know, uh, more endowed. And, and it, they find out it doesn't work. As in life, anything that is worthwhile takes time and takes effort. Mm -hmm. uh, and and our, our, our mission is to be able to deliver that to um, our uh, patient and client and to educate, really inform and educate. Because I believe that education will change uh, how you live and, and what, how to live a better life. Well, let's talk about education. What was, 
one of the more interesting and well-thanked parts of of your brand is that you opened up your YouTube page to be a source of knowledge for potential clients or people just looking for information. What was that like, deciding to put what you do online? What's that process been? What's the feedback been? Oh, well, you know, it was kind of scary. Um, As a doctor, I'm not uh, uh, comfortable being in front of a camera, talking to a camera, uh, and uh, talking about content. I'm more comfortable one-to-one in an enclosed room or talking in front of a big uh, conference area with other doctors. And it was uncomfortable. I definitely have to spread out, uh, uh, you know, get out of my comfort zone uh, to do that. So if you see my first uh, couple of videos that I did was um, horrible. <laughs> I had a lot of ums and ah, filler words, and the camera was probably wasn't even uh, the camera wasn't even uh, clear. Um, and I was, I think I was using a teleprompter. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't use a teleprompter anymore, but it was uncomfortable, but you know, the more as when anything, the more you do it, you, you, you get more comfortable at it. But starting a YouTube channel for us was, uh, was, um, a, um, a very uncomfortable thing, but we did it anyway. It's free, but we know that we were, we were taking imperfect action. But to me, imperfect action is momentum going forward. And then we always correct that as we go along. So our videos now are a lot better than in my first few videos. Uh, and for me, it's a journey. Uh, it's a journey where I was at. So we are now on our 60th episode for a year and two months now. Yes, yes, I know. Before we first started, it was just only every two weeks. Now we do it every week. And I'm getting more comfortable uh, being in front of the camera, and we have better thumbnail, we have better show notes. So uh, I just believe in just taking action, even though it's imperfect, it's still action. Uh, and it's giving us momentum, and uh, we uh, are uh, learning every step of the way. And we, I know that we're better. Right now, I think we're like almost, we're almost up to our 1,000 uh, subscribers. Uh, wow. I'm hoping to cross that bridge very soon, to 1,000 yeah. subscribers. Oh, that's cool. We're like 800 something. That, that that's I think the first 1,000 is the hardest, but after that, momentum will come through for sure. Uh, and also, the, on the other side of that brand, you also they have the Sexual Health for Men podcast, and that's been going too. A very short, sweet. You listen to a couple episodes on your lunch break. Uh, what's that been like becoming a podcaster? How do you balance the podcast stuff, the the, the digital stuff, and your practice as well? Oh, um, so I do that on my days that I'm not in the office. Uh, is I record the podcast. So I have a good team that helped me. So it's an outsourced team that I have. It's a VA team that, um, so I just record one podcast and my podcast is audio and video. And that becomes the YouTube content uh, as well. And that, and that, that content get repurposed to shorts, YouTube shorts, six YouTube shorts for the week. And we use that one podcast content that I record we use that for all uh, the social media uh, reels, uh, Facebook reels, Instagram reels, and use uh, the quote on uh, Twitter and Google My Business. So I only record one time, yeah. one content, and that gets repurposed to uh, uh, multiple channels. So I'm I'm omni-channel. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, TikTok, uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, but I, my, my content is very strategic, uh, in that, you know, we pick what, what our audience wants to hear 
uh, we ask our audience what they what they want to hear, and we also do SEO optimization of our content as well, too. Well, that was my next question. I asked a lot of creatives, a lot of uh, experts, what do they do in the day off? Do you believe in day offs? But you're apparently working, even though you're day off. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I know that we're probably not doing it very, very, it's not perfect, but it worked, you know? And, and I think that people just care about the message. Uh, our, 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 um, you know, our, our audience care about the message. They want to learn. They don't care about whether you have a nice thumbnail or, you know, an expensive camera. The camera I have is just my webcam camera. Uh, that's like at least five years old. Um, I don't have an expensive camera. The microphone I have here is just about three years old. I don't have a, a you know, expensive equipment, but, um, you know, and my, my VA, uh, uh, podcast team, they do a great job in getting it out there as much as we can. Um, and, uh, I, you know, there, I, I, I learned, I, but what I did was I put a lot of money into learning from the best, you know, learning from people who's already done it already on YouTube or somebody that already had a good podcast, like John Lee Dumas. I would, I learned from him. I learned from Sean Connell about YouTube and, uh, I learned from a uh, social influencer that have, you know, um, uh, social media channel. So I, I learned from them and then what, what I learned from them, I model it for what, what, what we're doing that is consistent with our branding and our message. But I truly believe that content and message, uh, yeah. it, it should be, you know, number one, give, give, give your audience good content and, uh, and your message. And I think everybody, everything else will follow. I have to agree with you. A couple of years ago, and this is kind of like my, my own story uh, with that sphere. I, I took a, 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 a clinical trial for a male contraception. It was DMAU, the, the whatever medicine. And I felt that it was relatively speaking at the time, no information <laughs> to read about or watch while I was going in this. And I felt like I was doing it blind. Hashtag I survived. But <laughs> it's, it's cool to have those resources because I'm sure there's plenty of men who enter your practice not knowing what the P shot is. And they ask you questions. You can say, look, I have a little bit of reference there. Can you let people know what that is just on an overview level for those who may be listening right now? For uh, for what the email? For the P shot? Oh, the P, oh, the P shot. Well, the P shot stands for the priapus shot. Uh, uh, prior, not priapism, so it's not a shot to make you have priapism, but uh, 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 priapism, it's, it's a god, it's a god of sexuality, the male god of sexuality. And what it, what it is, it, the P shot, uh, I take your own stem cell in your body, which is in your blood. Your blood had these small uh, little cells that float in it called platelets, and they comprise about 5% of your blood. And I, I, I take that out of your blood and we extract out about four ounces, not a lot, you know, like a glass of wine from your blood. You have five liters in your body, so don't worry. You have five liters, we just take out four ounces. And then I process it, so we just get out the platelets. The platelets are the stem cell of your blood and inject that into the penis. And what what it does is, of course I numb it up everything, so nothing hurt. But what it does is that it's your your blood, the platelets, stimulate blood flow in the male genital genital area. And you can do it the same way in the female genital area. And what it does is bring in more blood flow. And blood flow restriction is ninety percent of the cause of ED. 
and the reason why you're not getting uh um uh, the reason why you're not getting uh you know heart is because you're not getting enough blood flow that's coming down from your heart going down there so to open up the blood flow down there then you're able to reverse uh, uh, the, you know, the ED and, and at the same time, treating the root of the problem. I'm a big proponent of treating the root of the problem rather than putting a bandaid uh, on the problem, taking Viagra and Cialis is putting a bandaid on the problem. It's like putting a bandaid on a bleeding wound that keep oozing out pus and blood. And you're just putting a little bandaid on there mm -hmm. because when you, if I made, you know, if you take Viagra and, and Cialis, it, it, it just, um, it, all it does, it just helps you get an erection down there, but it doesn't do anything to increase your libido, to uh, it increase, uh, the, uh, and to treat the reason why you have decreased blood flow. In order for a man and a woman to get aroused and have an erection, it starts in the brain. The brain is the larger, the largest sexual organ, not, not, not down below the belt. Your brain is your largest sexual organ because you're you're not going to be in the mood uh, 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 for sex or be aroused if if you're distracted, if you're stressed out, right? If you're thinking about what you're going to do tomorrow, thinking about your next project. You're you're definitely not going to be aroused, right? So the brain, everything starts in the brain, and I have a framework that I, that I call the six easy steps to get hard. So what that is is you know you, you get aroused from your the five senses and uh, that you input in through your brain, which is the touch. The, uh, your taste, uh, the smell, uh, what you see, and what you hear. So those are the five senses that gets input into your brain, and then that gets intermeshed with your emotions at that time. Are you feeling depressed? You're feeling anxious? You're feeling relaxed? Or you're feeling aroused? And then that that sends um, hormones and messages in your brain down to the nerve behind your neck here. That travels to your heart, and then your heart will pump up blood to the blood vessels, which they need to relax, and then the muscle down in the uh, that down the genital area have to be relaxed as well too, to, in order to accommodate the increasing in blood flow. So it's a coordination of six system of the uh, of the brain, the emotion, the hormone, the nerve, the blood vessels, and the uh, muscle in the genital area. You have to be uh, coordinated in every way in order for you to either get an erection or get aroused. It's a beautiful uh, uh, natural uh, way that your body uh, uh, work that we take for granted. So if you have six systems that are working together, as you know, the more system that's involved, it's easier to break down, right? Sure. So it's easier to break down. So that's why uh, sexual dysfunction is very common. Uh, uh, right now, at least, at least um, a, a study that was done in 1994, they found out there are 30 million men in 1994 in the U.S. were living with ED. I suspect that number is probably double by now. And with COVID, it's probably increased because COVID do increase inflammation of the blood vessels as well. And uh, for at least for the number for women, we know that at least for, for, for women over uh, uh, 40, there's at least between you know uh, 30 to 40 percent 
women with sexual dysfunction. It's a little bit harder to measure in women because, you know, what, what, women don't have an organ that we can gauge to see whether, you know, it's working or not. It, it, it's kind of hard, but we do know that in women, it shows up more in lubrication and shows up more in, um, um, you know, uh, whether she's sensitive uh, in the area down there and shows up whether she's having a hard time getting orgasm or not as well. So for a man, it's a lot easier. But the point I want to stress is that, you know, I, I figure out a framework now uh, that can restore uh, sexual function again. And it really starts in the brain. It really does. Mm -hmm. It really does start in the brain. It's really not so much in uh, working with uh, um, the, um, restoring the, the, the sexual organ first. Yeah. Wealth of knowledge here. I, 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 you're absolutely right. You're saying things that should be common knowledge, but it takes someone to really put it out for you. So I respect <laughs> that. Dr. Antron, I'm Sam Marino. Before we get you out of here, though, there's a kind of a question we ask everyone on the show uh, just to make sure it's the most difficult question I'm going to ask you all day. Doctor, what is your favorite junk food? What is my favorite junk food? <gasps> oh, my goodness. I have to say chocolate. Ah, uh, chocolate. Anything with chocolate, like a chocolate mousse, a yeah. chocolate uh, souffle, chocolate. Oh, I'm I'm a chocoholic. Oh man! And as I record this, I can't wait for a post Valentine's Day sales to get all. The yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I'm gonna be in big trouble when they're during Valentine with all those Valentine's chocolate. Right. <laughs> Doctor, and thanks so much for being on the show. Now's the time you get to share if anyone wants to interact with you, your YouTube content, your podcast, how they go about doing that. Right. Well, I would love it if uh, you all can subscribe to my podcast. And the best way is go to the website, uh, uh, sexualhealthformenpodcast.com. And uh, we are everywhere in every uh, platform. And uh, my YouTube channel is uh, at Dr. And Trung, it's a D R A N N E T R U O N G. Uh, that's my YouTube channel where I push out my content uh, every week. And I would love to hear from the audience what like they like to hear about, you know, sexual health. And uh, we're here to serve, and we're here to uh, educate. And we want to make sure that we're putting out content that people uh, want to, uh, want to learn from, and not content I think they need to learn. Thanks so much for listening to New Amsterdam Radio. Learn more about the show at newamsterdam.com. That's K-N-E-W-Amsterdam.com. Until next time, this city is yours.